God of light and mystery and wonder and presence. As we listen and read these ancient words, may we be attentive to your word for us this day. And I would pray that the words of this sermon might be like a window, open and clean, that each of us might hear what you would have us hear this day. We make these prayers in the power of your many names. Amen. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you were set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands upon her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. Jesus answered him and said, You hypocrites! Do not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it to water? To give it water? And ought this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said all this, all of his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. May God speak to us this day through these readings. This uh, week ago passed at Companions on the Inner Way, our speaker, Dr. Luther Smith, who is an absolute delight. We hope to have him back, and I'm hoping that more of you get to experience him. I know a number of you did. One day he was talking about a tribe in northern Natal, which is in southern Africa, Zulu people, and that they would greet one another instead of saying, hey, howdy, how you doing, good day, what's up, good evening, they would say to one another, sawubona, which means, I see you, I see you, I see you. This greeting carries a whole lot more than, hey, how's it going? It invites both the one speaking and the one being spoken to to stop and know that in that welcoming one sees and one is seen. One acknowledges and one is acknowledged. One honors, respects the other, and the other is respected, reverenced, and honored. Now, the response of one who has been seen, Sawubona, is Gikona. And the best English equivalent to that is, I am here. I see you. I am here. It tells the observer that you feel that you've been seen and understood and there's a personal dignity, that you've been recognized as a human being. It's so much different than passing someone on the street, hey, how's it going? Great, thanks. I see you. I see you. I am here. 
What if we greeted one another like this? With that kind of intentionality, I see you, Melvin. And Melvin responds, I am here. The order of this greeting, this exchange, is critically important because the literal meaning is, until you see me, I don't exist. Until you see me, I don't exist. Which means, when you see me, you bring me into existence. If you think about it, isn't that how it is for us? That when someone really sees us, they call our name and we turn around and they, and they smile. Or maybe another response. But they, there's a sense of being seen. And when we're being seen, we're being known. Now, granted, doesn't mean that we don't exist, that we didn't exist. But if you think about what existence means, that sense of coming into our own power, our own dignity, our own self-respect, there is something profoundly different. We exist profoundly differently. I remember a time in fifth grade, I was taking a summer school class on acting. My mother thought it would be good for me to learn how to public speak or to speak publicly, <laughs> or well. Um, I had a teacher that encouraged something that had never been encouraged in me before. Now, we were doing this funky little play based on, don't you be laughing, based on reenacting the TV show, I'm really giving my age now, Queen for a Day, and I was the commentator, just want to be clear about that. <laughs> I was scared to death to speak my lines because of my speech impediment, which you've heard about way more than you need to. But he encouraged me. He saw something in me that said I could be a public speaker, that I could maybe even be an actor. I will never forget this. He saw me in a way that no one had ever seen me before. And in seeing me, he set me free. For the Zulu people, I see you affirms that a person is a person. It speaks of the interconnectedness of their community. I see you, I am here, embraces community. I see you, I am here, speaks of the interdependence of the human gift of sharing. I see you, I am here, reveals respect and recognition of the giftedness of the other. Being seen and not being seen, there's an interplay of those two realities in our text this morning. From the book of Jeremiah that we heard read and we heard read and we heard and read by Tim about Jeremiah's call from God goes like this. Now the word of God came to me. This is Jeremiah talking. The word of God came to me before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. If these words don't speak about being seen and known, I don't know what does. Before you were born, I formed you. Before you came into existence. Does this remind you of something else you've heard in Scripture? Reminds me of the 13th and 14th verses of Psalm 139 
where the psalmist is speaking to God, you formed my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I am reverently and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, O God. You know me so well. Jeremiah's response, O Holy One, I don't know how to speak. I am only a boy. Kind of like telling God, be quiet or shut up. God, as God is prone to do, ignores that, gives it no time. He, he, she, God says, don't say I'm only a boy. For you will go to whom I will send you. You will speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid. I am with you always to deliver you. Then God stretched out a hand, this is Jeremiah talking, and touched my mouth and said, now I have put my words in your mouth. Basically, stand up, you're free, get on with it. You know, that's how God is with us if we listen. We can, like Jeremiah, kind of say to God, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, be quiet, I'm not listening to you, or shut up, which isn't very polite. Uh, <laughs> children are said not to say that, and I said it from the pulpit. Now, if Jeremiah were part of the Zulu tribe, God would have expected Jeremiah to say, when God said, I, before I knew you, I appointed you, before you were born, I consecrated you, God would have expected Jeremiah to say, I am here. Because all of the words that Jeremiah heard that were his call from God were basically God saying, I see you. So what's it mean, my friends, to be seen, to be known? To really, really be known. To really be seen. I believe it frees us. Really frees us to be the women and the men that God created us in love to be. Think about when you see, honor, or acknowledge your beloved, your son, your daughter, your relatives, your cousins, your friend, your colleagues, something happens in the other that releases an energy, a power, a smile, a freedom. This happens to us every time we're seen. We are set free, if even only for a brief instant, to be our most real and authentic selves. Every time I see my 94-year-old mother and every time I talk to her on the phone, the very first action from her is so much enthusiasm that it frees something in me. She is like over the hill that I've called. She's over the moon that she sees me. And that models how God is with each of us. And when we are really seen by another human being, it gives us an idea of what it means to be loved by God. Now, in Luke, we read that Jesus is in the synagogue on the Sabbath, a good place for Jesus to be on the Sabbath, I think. And while there, he noticed a woman who had a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was literally bent over, unable to stand up straight, the text says. Now, we don't know how Jesus knew this. It's simply in the text. Maybe Luke or some other source knew of her condition, or maybe Jesus had seen her on another occasion. We don't know. 
All we know is that when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. He laid his hands upon her, and immediately she stood up straight. It's as if Jesus said, You are free. Stand. And she began praising God. And I would have done the same thing. It was in this space between words and worship, work and rules, that Jesus entered a gracious space of being able to really see another, affirm another, encourage another. The leader of the synagogue would be someone like in my position. Woe to anyone in leadership. Woe to us if we get so caught up in the right or particular ways of doing things that we miss the occasions and the opportunities of grace and of God. The leader of the synagogue accused Jesus of working on the Sabbath as if we were made for the Sabbath. We weren't. The Sabbath was made for us, my friends. The leader of the synagogue didn't see the woman. Jesus did. The leader of the synagogue focused on correct behavior. Jesus didn't. The leader of the synagogue felt empowered by order. Jesus was empowered by his heart. And I love what happens next. After the leader of the synagogue made that ridiculous comment, well, there's six other days, come on back. Come on back tomorrow and you can be cured. Jesus gets a little snarky. He says, if your ox or your donkey needs water on the Sabbath, you untie it. That was considered work according to Talmudic law. And you would lead your beast to water. Ought this woman, the daughter of Abraham, who has been bound, bent over for 18 years, be healed and not have to wait one day more because it's the Sabbath? By telling the woman, you are healed, Jesus said to her, you are free. Stand. He was, in effect, saying, I see you. He really saw her. And her response by praising God was her way of saying, I am here. I am seen. I respect it. I'm empowered. I matter. Friends, this is our call as people of faith. To empower others by seeing them. To respect others by reverencing them. To honor others by loving them. I believe this text about freedom is challenging us to see how we can really see one another. And maybe even starting by seeing ourselves. I've said here before that practice by Meister Eckhart, the eye with which I see God is the same eye with which God sees me. What happens if you get close enough to a mirror to see your own reflection reflecting back and see that the God who dwells within you is seeing you as you are seen. And your response can be, I am here. I matter. When we really see each other, we are encouraged. And this means to those we love and those we like, as well as those we don't know and don't like, this means people we pass on the street asking us for money, You may not have money to give them, but do you look at them face to face, eye to eye, and say, I'm not able to help, or I am, 
or do you just pass them by? The Spirit of God dwells in them just as that same Spirit dwells in us. This means to look at people with respect with whom we disagree strongly, be it on theology and faith, politics, ethics. So how might you and I this week see others? I mean, really see others. How might we let others know that they are seen? Here are four practical steps. There are more. One, give someone this week, today, your time. Time is the most valuable commodity that we possess. And to really give another person time looking at her eye to eye and saying, I see you. I am here. Give someone your time and listen. And in the listening, you are being with the other. And that's what compassion means. Being with another. Two, acknowledge others for their gifts, their efforts, their energies, their talents. Three, compliment a family member, a friend, a loved one. This says clearly, I see you, I understand you, I love you. And four, consider who might be bent over in our city, in your workplace, in your family, and how might you encourage him or her by seeing them and thus saying, you are free, stand up. For this is what God my dear friends, wants for each of us. God says, I see you. I see you. I see you. And our response is, I am here.